Oh, it's awesome, baby. It's a PTP, a primetime podcast. Oh. Whoa, Nilly. It's the granddaddy of them all, the greatest podcast on the planet. Hello, friends. As we make our way to the backroom studios, we'd like to welcome you to the From Corner to Corner podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Well, if that new intro doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. I mean, I'm fired up right now. It gives you the goosies. Are you fired? I got the goosies. goosies. What you, Brett Claus? I mean, who doesn't want to have that new intro? Right. And of course, we can't have a proper intro unless we do the pledge to the podcast. So folks, park your cars, remove your hats, and place your hands over your heart. Recite after us. I pledge allegiance to the podcast brought to me by the MoCo Four Horsemen. For which I rely upon my weekly entertainment for the love of all things fun with opinions, facts, and jokes aplenty. Just like Sex Panther Cologne, 60% of the time, we are right every time. Amen. So, you hear Adam and Wes here again. So we've basically just made it as an open invitation whenever we're recording. If they want to come record, they can. They're going to be regulars. <laughs> it's almost become... They're going to be the sidekick, sidekick, sidekick. Assistant to the assistant regional manager. Sidekick. <laughs> I don't know if he's watched enough of The Office to know what that is. Assistant to the sidekick. Assistant sidekick to the sidekick. <laughs> well, uh, here we are back again. Well, you know, we are back again. I have a missing the mark. Wow! Already off the off the off yeah, the yeah. It, it's been eating at me all week long. Okay. And I I just want to go on and get it out there, air my grievances. Okay. We had a show last week that, I mean, early indications are it was phenomenal. I mean, we had people that haven't listened to our show before that listened last week. Yeah. On a platter, I handed the show title. On a platter, I handed it to you. Yeah. Looked up this week's show. You know what it wasn't called? Free balling. Right. I think we missed the mark. Well, I'll tell you why I did not go with free balling. <laughs> tell us. Both of you all, everybody's a witness to the fact. How many listens have we had this week? I don't know. <laughs> One million? I mean, we, I told you all this in the chat. We've we've increased our overall listens by over 500 this week. Uh-huh. 
that show alone is already at 27 or 28 listens, which is the most that we've ever got on one show in the first week. Right. Wes had a, had a thought. Uh-oh. Wondering if <laughs> the reason that we had so many new listens was because they were searching the term NIL, name and image likeness. That's why I did that. So there because was logic. It, that was exactly why I did it. I wanted to go with the free balling. Can I retract my missing the mark? If you want to, yeah. I'll retract my said missing the mark. I, I really thought about the free balling thing, but but I ultimately thought this topic is such a touchy topic that we had to go with the the name name you image like think people weren't searching free balling? I don't know if as many people would have. So now wait a minute. You just retracted your missing. I did. I did. Does that mean that you're wrong? No. 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 Wait a minute. No. No. Listen. Because you're the one that's always right. I am always right. With I missed the mark on that missing the mark, but that doesn't mean I was wrong. Oh, I don't know. I think that was a self-proclaimed. I was wrong. No. Did you ever hear me say that? An apology, like like, and have you ever said I'm sorry to who? I'm never sorry. I mean, I'm sorry I missed the mark. No. <laughs> I missed the mark on my missing the mark. So, so you missed, could do a missing so you, the mark and say he missed the mark on his missing the mark. You're missing the mark by thinking that I'm going to apologize. <laughs> but you pretty much did say apologize I did not. without saying I'm sorry. No. Oh, I think you did. <laughs> no. Or, or no. you said logic. <laughs> and that was... That was as close as it's getting, right? right? The fact that I had a legitimate reason as to why I named it that way. All you had to do was share When you me. said last week I laid it out there, I thought you were going back to the big unit comment. I still can't believe that. I still can't believe that. I served that up. Like, that I one. set the tea out and put the beach ball on it. That's where we missed the mark was the fact that no, you No, we said, didn't miss the mark. <laughs> Well, you, we, the three of us is a we. That's a fun ball. Who's that? Howard Cosell? Definitely. (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) What? Was that somebody from your youth? I mean, what? You know who Howard Cosell is, Adam? I've watched a lot of old videos. I'm an old school guy. Hey, let me tell you, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Howard Cosell. I'm not that old. You was more a Pat Summerall guy. <laughs> Pat Summerall hey, guy. Pat Summerall and 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 John Madden. I think was... it was Dandy Dan. Boom. Dan. Is his name Dandy Dan? Dandy Dandy Dandy. What the guy that played quarterback for the Cowboys? Oh, Dandy Line. Yeah, that's a good one. He is. A, he's my favorite line. He I'm a good one. Danny White. Yeah, maybe he played quarterback didn't he do, for the didn't, Cowboys. Didn't he do uh, TV? I don't know about all that. Yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about. So, anyways, anywho, we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling tonight. We have to. Dandy Don, Don Meredith. Oh, Don Meredith. Yeah. Sorry, squirrel. That's back longer than me, too. Sure it is. (laughs) Come on, now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. There's a lot going on in wrestling right now, but it seems to be that Roman Reigns is a very hot topic right now. Roman Reigns is very hot. And I've got a hot take for you guys. I, I teased it in the in our chat today. I restrained myself from asking for insider you, information. You wanted to. I did. Because on the way home, you like, were like, are you going to? And then we, somehow the topic changed. 
But you get her say, that. "Are you gonna? Are you gonna fill me, me in?" I, I was one hundred percent. Yeah. So, but no, I like I, knowing I things. Well, I mean, it's no secret at this point we're going to SummerSlam, and what we think that. I think it's. I think the only one that didn't know was Sean's wife. Hey, <laughs> she don't listen to this podcast. She's so fully aware. She is fully aware. I told her last is night. She fully- <laughs> Again. <laughs> is she fully aware for how long we've had this decision? No. Okay. No. Actually, I told her last night that the the hotel rooms are booked. <laughs> and then she goes, "What am I getting out of this?" And I'm like. A night away from me. What else is there? I mean, peace and quiet. Right. I mean, I, I won't be bothering you. So that's easy easy work on that part of it. As he slips a hundred over and says, "Go shopping." <laughs> no, I was going to do ten hundreds. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she has my debit card. It doesn't matter. Oh, well, one hundred ain't going to scratch out of it. Right. No. No. She she can drop a hundred in fifteen minutes. So that's that's easy. I think what's hilarious is the fact that. We think that this is going to be the greatest SummerSlam ever. Well, yeah. Because we keep coming up with all these crazy matches and going, well, Cena's going to be against this. And then you said The Rock's coming out at the end. And, <laughs> and I said it's going to be Hogan versus Andre, too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Macho versus Steamboat. Like, right. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. You broke a little bit of news today about Roman maybe not even wrestling much this time. So. It's being reported by Uncle Dave Meltzer, who I do not like. But I will say, unlike idiot Sean Ross Sapp, whenever Dave Meltzer breaks something, you can pretty much take it to the bank. Right. And especially if it's something positive about the WWE, it's probably pretty accurate. He doesn't drop a lot of positivity about the WWE. Well, Roman did a a, a shoot in front of a live crowd last week. Trenton, New Jersey. Saying, this is probably the last time you see me. Blah, he said, blah, he said he was entering a new phase in his career. Yeah. Uh, he'd been here a few times, yada, yada, yada. He didn't know if he would make it back, which we all had talked. He kind of broke character to do that. Like, right. that's not the tribal chief. Right. So, within 12 hours... The internet marks had him signing a ten million dollar a year deal with AEW. <laughs> right? Didn't I? Don't even know that it took twelve hours, but I think right. we saw it the next morning. Right. So, so then you you heard that you know Adam was talking about he got a new deal, and now that he has a he has quite a bit of clout in the WWE, he he gets to kind of work the days that he wants to. So the deal is he's going to start working less days. Right. Which is fine. You're the guy. If you want to work less days, then work less days. But today, Dave reported that he's actually not going to work the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. And he's not working many dates in July and August at all. He is supposed to work Money in the Bank, and he is going to work SummerSlam. But I posed the question to you guys earlier, can they keep the titles on him if he's not going to work? And I don't... I don't think they can keep both titles on him. I don't think they can keep both titles hostage. There's where my hot take comes in. Again, here I am. Your side so, seat serving it up on a platter. <laughs> Drive it home, baby. In the last two weeks, Ricky Rudwood, Cody Rhodes has mentioned more than once the winged eagle. Mm-hmm. Right? Read an article this afternoon, right after I, right before I text that. Guess who else wants to bring the old title out? Drew McIntyre. So now we've got two guys that have mentioned the
the winged eagle in the last three weeks, here's what's going to happen. They're going to merge the two titles that Roman has into one new universal belt, and the winged eagle is coming back to Raw. And you're going to see somehow, some way, a culmination of one of those guys wins that belt. Either well, you know, I, Drew I, or I put or this out into the into the chat thread earlier, and it just kind of went over like a fart in an elevator because nobody paid any attention to it. Um, could we not do an interim champion? If he just walks away, could we not just do an interim champion? It could, but I don't think that's a that that's, is that is that that's not a style. That's not a WWE thing. Well, so Adam made a good point earlier that he said if Roman's not the champion, that he thinks the Rock wins. I could see the Rock winning. I don't think the Rock wins that regardless because I think they're going to put Roman over as the greatest superstar ever. Is what they're trying to do. I have I had read the. In the before time, the plan was to build him up as the greatest world champion of all time. I still think they want to do that. But if he's not going to work most... I mean, because you got to figure, he's, he's going to work... He'll probably work the week or two before Money in the Bank, because it's like July 2nd. And then he'll probably work... Raw or SmackDown. And when you're referring to work, are you saying that he's going to wrestle? Or no, he'll be on the show. Yeah. And and I think, you know, that's where Brock got in so much trouble. You know, flack, got so much flack whenever he was taking all the It's because he was never there. Well, we talked about this the other day. Name one fe- uh, f- uh, feud on SmackDown right now. I came up with Roman and Drew. Right. They're dead right now. If they don't have Roman on TV... SmackDown's going to drown. Right. I mean, you had Charlotte and Ronda. You can have Hell in the Cell without Roman because you're going to have two great Hell in the Cell matches with AJ and Edge and Cody and Rollins. We're headed to, those are going to be the two Hell in the Cell matches. And I got a a hot take on that too. This doesn't make a lot of sense with Cody and Seth, especially with Cody winning match two as well. So... Are you gonna have Co- are you gonna have Seth just get beat all three matches, or is which doesn't like so then why are we going to three matches if 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 Cody's I mean if Seth's gonna win in Hell in the Cell, or are you gonna have Seth pick up a, like is that how the, I mean because it doesn't go past Hell in the Cell I don't think not right now it, unless they both wind up in that Money in the Bank match which by the way they changed the stipulations of Money in the Bank they have. The winner gets a shot in the main event title at WrestleMania, which makes no sense in itself. So, which means that we have to get the titles apart unless Roman's going to defend both titles. I think, I, ultimately, I think, I think Roman's going to defend both titles. You made a point the other day. I think Rock is a surprise if it's going to be the Rock. Rock will be a surprise entrant in the Rumble. He'll win the Rumble, challenge Roman. And then Roman will have to defend. It'll be the main event. Roman will main event both nights of WrestleMania. He'll main event night one and night two. Since they've changed the stipulation on Money in the Bank, I'm surprised they didn't move it to November because during the winter months until February is always their slow time. Move it to move it to November and give a little bit more, you know, work up until Royal Rumble. And it almost creates a year-long, you know, work up well, to WrestleMania. Let me ask this question. Did it say that it was a title shot or a main event at WrestleMania? 
I think it was a title shot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I think it was a title shot. Because what if it's not? What if they just main event WrestleMania, meaning that, like, I think it, you, you all just kind of blew right over my theory while No, ago. I didn't. But I, I think that's a, there's something about this winged eagle. They, there is a lot of talk about that. And that's, that's one of those things. It's just, it's just funny to me that we ain't talked about that belt other than on this podcast in 20 years. And now in the last couple of weeks, we've had two superstars come out talking about that belt. It's coming back. Something about that belt is getting ready to happen. I don't think it will be the Hulk Hogan winged eagle. I think it will be a modified version of it. But I do agree. I think, the, And I thought that was going to be the design of the new undisputed title. Was they were going to come out with one title and it was going to be a version of the winged eagle. And it might be. But they have kind of backed themselves into a corner, putting the undisputed tag with Roman. I mean, it's easier to strip him of one title than it is of both titles. And and to, and to be honest with you, nobody can beat him right now. Like, it, it would take away everything that he's done for the past two years. Right. So nobody can beat How him. How far does he have to go to, to be the... Greatest champion of all time. He ain't going seven years to beat. Uh, no, what's his face? He, he would be. I think WrestleMania puts him near a thousand days. He's at eight eight twenty nine. Right Is he now. at eight twenty nine? Okay, so it puts without, him well over a thousand. Yeah, days. without getting pinned. I don't know about chance. Oh, okay, without getting pinned. Is Baron Corbin was the last guy that pinned him. Yeah, but he came when he came back from his COVID. He won the title at that Summer, night at SummerSlam. No, he he attacked the Fiend the night he came back, and then the next pay per view. I think it was SummerSlam, and he took the title. And that was 2020. So this year will be two years. At SummerSlam, this year will be two years. Yeah, since he's been pinned. Since he's had the title. Yeah, well, well yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's had, it's been longer than that since he's been pinned. Well, I mean, yeah, almost, yeah, almost 900 days. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're going back to 19 probably, the last yeah. time he was pinned. But I, I, I still, I, I think, I don't think they're going to strip him of the belt. I could see him going away and be like, there's nobody here worth my time and just taking the ball going home and them uh, and them saying that they're going to bring back a new world title. Is that what it says? It says main event, main WrestleMania. Event. Well, no, no title. No title. The, I guess you could theoretically say there was no title involved in Austin Owens. Even though people argue that that wasn't really a big yeah, but but I think what the thing is is if they do come out with a new raw belt, then they're the champion to main event, right? WrestleMania. So in that, they've got something big going on in that scenario. It's all going to happen at SummerSlam. In that scenario, (laughs) yes, it's all going to happen. There's going to be a 45-man over-the-top rope battle royal. Right. And we're going to be in it. Still caging <laughs> down. Because they're going to randomly we're, pick people from the crowd. We're going to be on top of the cage. We're going to be on top of the cage holding the belts. Like, get up fast and you get it. Right. So, um, And all of us holding the fours. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't think in any of those scenarios Roman gets beat. And I don't think Roman gives up the titles. I think they just create another another belt, like because they've made these two into one. They're the undisputed championship. Right, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, we're getting ready to get two new belts. Right, Roman's going to get one when he comes back. Right, and, and then, then they're for, and right. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, because it. We've talked about this, Raw. I mean, you have RK Bro, 
Theory and the whole Edge thing right now is carrying Raw. Raw is hot right now without a title. Right. SmackDown's unwatchable because there's nothing on it. Yeah. They've killed Charlotte off, you know, so she's gone. We won't see her again until SummerSlam. If not after. And Oh, it's happening at SummerSlam. Everything is. <laughs> right. Um, actually, ba- Bailey's coming back at SummerSlam. She actually yep. has um, the. She's gonna. I actually, heard Vader's gonna be on the card. <laughs> Undert- Undertaker's coming out. That was that was sad. Well, it's not like you haven't mentioned a few dead ones on the show. Andre's dead. Dude. It's time. But Vader cuts me deep. Andre's been dead <laughs> since you all were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's fair. God. That guy's out of high school. Anyway. So right now you've got right now the belts are the world heavyweight title which is on Raw and the universal title that's on SmackDown correct technically it's the undisputed championship and it's on both right but I mean that's the name of yes. right now they're not as the women's um, the belts Raw are and SmackDown the Raw and SmackDown so if they come back out with the winged eagle on Raw do they call it the men's Raw title let me ask you this. Maybe. Let me ask you this question. Whenever we had Big Gold at that one point, was it the undisputed heavyweight championship? Oh, I, well, the first at first it was the WCW until they and then it was maybe the World Heavyweight Championship. I think you're I right because Goldberg. I thought it was undisputed. It. I thought it was undisputed. So do we have does does Roman come back with a version of the Big Gold Belt as the undisputed heavyweight champion? I don't know. It'd be pretty cool if they brought back a version of Big Gold and a version of the Winged Eagle. <laughs> That would be super cool. It'd be oh, yeah. a lot better than the belts yeah. they have now. Oh, good lord, yes. But I think this is a good segue into what our topic is tonight. Because no matter what happens, Roman has been a dominant world champion for going on two years. Right. I mean, he's at heights that they hoped he would get to five, six years ago. He's there now. Yeah. He's gold now. And. I, I, for one, took for granted how good Roman really was. When he was with the Shield and then when they were shoving him down our throats, I was like, God, this guy. Like, And everybody was that way. He's really good. Well, they've got him to the point now. And I told you this the other day. There's only two people that I think can beat him. Let's see who, who, who they think. Who do you think? Two people that can beat Roman legitimately for the world title. Legitimately. Legitimately beat him. John Cena's one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of a second guy. Well, we agree with John Cena. Yeah. And I think the second guy's Cody Rhodes. Right. Obviously. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. They're the only two. You don't think The Rock can be one? I don't think The Rock's going to be brought in for that reason. I think The Rock's but, brought in to put him over. Because The Rock doesn't do wrestling like Cena will. Cena will stay Cena for will come four back months, for five yeah. months at a time. And the he Rock stays is coming to in to further the tribal chief, tribal sure, chief the yes. family thing. He's, he's yeah. going to come in. Something somewhere down the road is going to be said. You know the perfect spot for this is coming up in a few months. Summer's like, no, I'm Obviously. I think Survivor Series is the perfect spot. I don't know who the team to face the bloodline is, but you got Roman, you got the Usos. They're looking for a third member. The Rock debuted. This SummerSlam is going to be a big one because it's like 20 years or 25 years since The Rock debuted. I think that's the perfect segue to work The Rock back in 
And then... As a team member? As a team member. He, he comes to help the family. And they turn on him. He doesn't necessarily like the way that Roman's doing things. Like like Roman's taking the taking the low road, taking the shortcuts, and you know maybe Roman maybe Roman gets him eliminated. Maybe maybe Rock's in there doing his Rock thing, and he turns around, and he gets Superman punched. I mean, you can write you can write the Rock off TV for a while, or he's bouncing off the ropes, getting ready to do the the people's elbow and the tag on the shoulder, and Roman tags himself in, and, and then he gets the pin, and then Rock's like, I'm, "What the hell?" Like I think. I think Survivor Series be great. could be a a good natural way to work the Rocky in. Um, I mean, it could you could put a team out with Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, and RK Bro. I mean that yeah, and yeah. Ezekiel, Ezekiel or, or be... Elias. What about Ken Owens? <laughs> Kevin Zoder Owens, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. That was really funny. <laughs> Kevin Owens is really good. <laughs> He's great and He's super underrated. And Ezekiel is. Really good too. Yeah, and I just want to know how long he can keep this this shtick going that he's Elias's younger brother. Because at some point he like, I feel like at some point I know Elias is dead. At some point he has to come back. Like somebody has to come out like Elias is alive. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. You think we can? <laughs> SummerSlam. Yep. Steel cage match. He comes out, rips the cage off. Oh wait, wait, that was Kane that was and Undertaker. Similar though. Similar storyline. Yeah, but. <laughs> I think you can work the rock in there. You can start the you can start the split. Uh, you know, then I'm the head of the, you know, Roman tells him I'm I'm the head of the table, I'm the tribal chief. Uh, and you know, Rock's like, No, you're not. I'm still the guy. He's like, Yeah, you, know, you haven't beat me. And we lead up that way. Yeah. Uh, the the only problem with that is at that point if the rock is at at Survivor Series, this goes down, then he's not gonna be a surprise entrant in the rumble. Everybody and their mother knows that The Rock will be at the Royal Rumble. Right. So Yeah, you're right about that. So Sorry, I didn't aim to stop the no, segue. No, I think that's... But I, I wanted to make sure that we got that little segment in because we, we had talked about making sure that we so, mentioned that. Roman is a dominant world champion. Yeah. Almost dynasty-like. Almost as dominant as a champion as I can... I mean, Cena was a good champion... I don't know that I would ever consider John Cena a dominant world champion. So the run that that Roman's on is is a run that I didn't think that we would ever see in modern day wrestling. I mean, he's held the world title for two years. I mean, Vince is a six month guy. Like he's going to give you a six month run, and then we're going to switch it up and we're going to go somebody else. And then maybe you can come back to it, but we're going to give somebody else a chance. I mean, isn't it kind of crazy though to think that? Do you think this was their ultimate goal when they started this heel thing? That they was going to be three years to main event WrestleMania in Los Angeles? Or at some point along the line, they're like, man, we got something with this. We just need to keep riding it out. I think what we know of Vince McMahon, I think he probably thought that way. WrestleMania 30, is it 39, right? 39 is going to be in Los, Los Angeles, in Hollywood. Rock's the biggest star in Hollywood. Oh, hey, wait, his cousin's pretty dang hot. That's the money match. Because yeah. that's, I mean, that's money. Roman versus Rock is money. Yeah. So, segue, continue, we're sagging. You know, we just, we kind of swerve. That's not a tick, it's a swerve. Um, we're going to talk about dominant dynasties in our lifetime. Obviously, you're going to talk about, you know, the 50s, the 50s Celtics. 
Uh, and we're going to talk about impressive championship because not only is it dominant, it's impressive what he's doing. So maybe just there are some teams that have won championships in our lifetime that wouldn't classify as a dynasty, but had a fantastic championship run. When you say a run, you're talking about like a season? A season. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you classify as a dynasty? Is it over a period of years or consecutive titles? or? I would think consecutive. Not consecutive, but like several titles over a – I mean, obviously – Like a three and six type deal? Yes. Three titles, six years? What the Dallas Cowboys did in the mid-90s. They they had I mean that was pretty what the Chicago Bulls did in the, the Chicago 90s. Bulls in the night those will be yeah. I'm sure those six will be, out of eight six I'm sure eight those will be yeah. two teams that we talk about yeah yeah I mean in the 2000s you have to consider the Spurs you have to consider the Lakers on two different occasions Kobe did a three year run with with Shaq and a two year run with Pal Gasol I think you could just almost consider the Kobe run as a yeah. Yeah. And then you got Tom Brady and the Patriots. Well, just, well, let's just say Tom Brady. Right. Because we talked about records last week, things that will never be broken. Well, I can tell you this right now. There's never going to be another quarterback that's going to win seven-plus Super Bowls because you never know. He could go out and win another one this year. Nobody, No other quarterback is winning seven Super right. Bowls. We're, of the, we're in a situation right now, there's a lot of – young superstar quarterbacks that are just going to bounce it around. And I well, told him yeah, the other day, we've talked. The Chiefs championship window is very small right now. Yep. yep. I don't Josh Allen's that. getting better. Burrow's getting better. Herbert. Herbert has got probably the best team in the AFC. Like well, I told him this afternoon, if they don't do something this year, that coach is gone. Well, and you got too talented. I mean, you got Russell Wilson on the Broncos now. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes wins another championship or two. I'm not sure it's in Kansas City. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but I mean, this is typical Andy Reid. That's kind of what Andy Reid does. Right. His offenses come in hot with a new team. Yep. And then eventually. They figure them out, like we talked about last week. The NFL figures you out. Because they're so good. And then he's out, ran out of town. And then he goes somewhere else, and it's and, the and it's formula same. all over again. Yep. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes showed last year a little bit of human side. I mean, having him on my fantasy team. Right. Those 40 and 50 point games. Well, I tell of, you, the Super Bowl against Tampa, and you gave Todd Bowles two weeks to watch all the film on you. And with the defense he had, he exploited Andy Reid's offense and weaknesses of the Kansas City Chiefs. Which was the O-line that year. And it was, if you let Patrick Mahomes run east to west, side to side, move in the pocket, do all that, it's dangerous. Yeah. You keep him in the pocket and you just close the pocket in around him, he's a little shaky. Yeah. And I think now other teams are like, oh, well, we can do that. We, you know, we, we may not have... We may not have the linebackers that they had, but we got guys good enough to do that. Well, not to mention the fact they just gave up Ty- Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, I know they've signed and drafted some guys, but Sky Moore is not Tyreek Hill. Neither is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Right. <laughs> the so, old rig. That, that, <laughs> he sounds just like an that, old rig. That was his protection blanket. Yep. I mean, he could be running around like crazy and just go, 
hook shot down the middle of the field, and here comes Tyreek Hill out of nowhere well, and grabs it. I tell it. you, I think it's going to hurt Travis Kelsey. Because it could. I mean, Travis, you're like, oh well, who else you gonna? I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make the old rig beat me. I'm gonna make this. Yeah, I'm gonna make somebody else beat me. You're not beating me. Yeah. No, you're 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 right. It, it's going to be interesting to see so, if they can, you know, maneuver that around a little bit this yep. year. And I mean, we saw saw a video of Tua throwing the ball to Tyree Hill yesterday. Don't look. That trade didn't look very good for you now, Wes. <laughs> Tyree Hill looked pretty rough. Well, it's not. It's not that I'm was, sorry. It's not Tyreek Hill. I was going to say. He was literally jogging down the field and until he had to stop get the ball and to come it. back. And, there, I'm right. like, and there's nobody rushing you, Tua. Like, what are you doing, man? I, I like Tua. I really do. That that video should have never been posted by the Dolphins account. That's the major. Never that's should major have been fault. out there. Yeah. They were talking about the that Dolphins. this morning on, uh, the, on the ESPN radio. There's like, <laughs> Of all the video that you took yesterday, that's the one you decided and to share? And they left it up. And they yeah. put it with music. Like that, that, was their, that was like their highlight reel. Look at this. I'm like, an underthrown, wobbly pass that the fastest guy in the NFL had to stop and come back and catch? Yeah. Mm. Piece it together. Like, <laughs> cut stuff out and like, make it look like it was a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, remarkable. Hey, can you dive, could do can you dive for this one? We'll splice it, we'll splice it together. Right. So. I'm going to start with a championship run, one that sticks out to me. I've done I've done one from every sport: NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and I couldn't just sat on one for college football, so I did four. Man, I get to all four of them, but you know, I'm going to start with 1999 and the greatest show on turf: the St. Louis Rams caught lightning in a bottle. Dick Vermeil, Kurt Warner. Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk. And it was just really fun to watch. You know, to quote Chris Collins Worthless, I went back and watched some of Kurt Warner's passes and he was really good. <laughs> I hate that guy. I hate Chris Collins Worthless. He's awful. He's bad. The moment and, and, and that and that line comes from he he was talking the Rams and the Bucks were playing. I think it was the Rams and the Bucks yeah. in the in the regular season. And Chris Collinsworthless on national television says, You know, I went back and watched every pass that Matt Stafford made last year. And you know what I figured out? He's really good. That's verbatim. That's exactly what he like, said. Like that's what it took for like you had to go back you didn't know that he was really good. Yeah, nobody had to go back and look at that Chris. Right. Everybody knew that Matt Stafford was good. He just played in the, the Rams Rams knew he was NFL. good or they wouldn't have given up two first round draft picks. Right. And it and it paid off. A hundred percent. I mean, they're they're whatever it costs them to get Matt Stafford. They got paid their off. Super Bowl. Got their Super Bowl. Yeah, paid for their stadium. Right. So the nineteen ninety nine St. Louis Rams, they went they went Super Bowl next year too, I think. And uh, lost to the Patriots. Lost to the Patriots. Some yeah. kid named Tom Brady. Some kid named Tom Brady. Uh, so I mean, they were on the. Had they won that, maybe that turns into a dynasty. But shortly after that season, everything you know kind of split up, and people went different ways. That was a special season. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. So when I think of championship runs in the NFL, that's always the first one. Thought about the Giants. They weren't. They caught kind of caught fire near the playoffs. I think the Rams went like thirteen and three. Yeah, I mean they were the best team the, in the NFL right. that year, and and the the Titans were just as good. Yes, and but they had the Music City miracle to even be there. That's, that's right. Yeah. So, which you know, 
Was it a forward, you know, was it a forward lateral? You know, was, was it was it a backwards lateral? I don't know. Still a heck of a throw from across the field by a tight end. Okay, like, <laughs> to end of the day, it was, a, it was a great play. But, when I like I said, when I think of championship runs, especially the NFL, the St. Louis Rams are the first team to come to mind. I mean, they, what they did that season, I mean, they were kind of like laughing stock. Everybody kind of made fun of the Rams. And they, were, they went and got a, a guy that was stocking grocery store shelves. That's a great feel-good story. Yeah. Uh, you know, it didn't hurt that he was, you know, that he had a cannon for an arm, but that he was throwing to guys like Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. That obviously doesn't hurt. Right. And then you have an underrated Marshall Falk in the background. I mean, he's always kind of overlooked. See, I think he left after that second year. I think that's where the fall-off started. And it could have been. Yeah. That's been a long time. Ago. You talk about people that, have you all seen Torrey Holt's hands since he quit playing football? Mm-mm. Dude, his fingers are, and and he will tell you it's from catching passes from Kurt Warner. Like that's how hard he threw the ball. Did they also have a punt returner by the name of? Was it Aziz Akeem? It, it was something like that. And he and I think he ran three or four punts back for kickoff returns that year also. But probably did. I mean, they they were just insane all all the way around. For Marshall, sure. Falk, Marshall Falk won me a football a fantasy football league that year. And then we did a playoff fantasy football, and I picked up all Rams. Well, that was easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so when I think of championship runs, I automatically go to the St. Louis Rams. Azahir Hakeem was his name. Okay. Listen, this dude can pull out random names. <laughs> random we names. were talking one day, and he was like, Ben Coates. <laughs> ben Coates. We were trying to figure out the tight end of the Patriots when before Gronk. Before Gronk, right? And and I mean, your head kind of goes it's blank. The second time tonight, we've heard the name Ben Coates. <laughs> this podcast might be named the Ben Coates episode. <laughs> right. I mean, where's look? Where do I hang my coats? <laughs> Give them to Ben. Give them to Ben. Adams. Adams throwing it out there for me, so. We're gonna, well, if I was going to pick an NFL like style run, like a championship run like that, it'd have to be the 85 Bears. Oh, my gosh. So generic. And was Is it, though? It was so random. They were like the greatest team. They only lost one game that entire year and then gone. It's because of Refrigerator Perry. Well, it's because there was so much attitude on that I mean, it was just if any crazy. quarter, and I agree with you. That was a great run. If any quarterback other than Jim McMahon is the quarterback of the Bears, they don't win. It, they, they don't. It, he he was the right. He was Joe Namath of the Jet. Like yeah. when, like Joe Namath only did one thing in his career: win Super Bowl three, and he called it. Yeah, as an arrogant punk, and he Jim McMahon was kind of the same. He was so interesting backstory to that. That's the first football game that I ever watched. Hmm. So you jumped on the bandwagon. That's why you're a Bears fan. Have been ever since. Uh, he packed all his stuff. <laughs> right. right. He, just like he did his Florida gear. Right. I don't really have that much Florida gear. Just the hats. So it wasn't that big. I have I have more uh, Chicago Bears stuff. I've got multiple Bears jerseys and uh, all kinds of hats and shirts and stuff like I mean, that. So. But I'll be honest. When you have sweetness in the backfield, right. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy as quarterback. Yeah. It's like, hey. You yeah. tell the defense, I'm handing it off to Walter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Walt's getting the ball. <laughs> yeah. Running right up the middle. 34, right here. This guy. Try to stop it. This guy right here, 34. 
I mean, they absolutely obliterated the Patriots that year. I mean, the Dolphins beat them. I think that was the team that beat them that year, and it was a fluky game. I mean, they they should have been undefeated that year, but but they they, they were never really anything after that. You know, then then you had um, I think the Redskins. No, the Giants won the year after that. So, old Phil Sims, I wasn't Lawrence born Taylor. Yet. On Coke. He was on Coke. <laughs> I was, he was probably on a lot of stuff. So, 85, I would have been, I just turned 10. So, Show what about church. you? We know it was 10 plus 10. 10 plus 10 at least. No, I'm, I'm serious. I was 10. Yeah, plus 10. So, what about you, Adam? You got an NFL championship run. I don't, you two win NFL first, so I'll go college football okay. first. Oh, I thought we was just following the same. No, story. we can just throw out whatever. Hey, just throw random ones. This is the Jambalaya episode, right? Jambalaya. This is going to be Pat White and the West Virginia Buccaneers. No. Mountaineers. Not Mountaineers. 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 <laughs> There's no ocean near West Virginia. On their na- <laughs> there is. An ocean? Well, there's a place called Oceana, so yeah, it's no. close enough. <laughs> there's Pond. <laughs> there's Pay Lakes. Great. Look how big that water is. Anyway, 2005 college football, Texas Longhorns. Maybe my favorite national championship game of my lifetime. Yep. Texas, USC, Vince Young. I loved everything about him. Until he got to the NFL. Even in the NFL. He never got a fair shake. I mean, NFL, his numbers were never pretty, but he always won. Yeah. Same with Tim Tebow. Yeah. He had Jeff Fisher as a coach. That was a lot of the problem with Steve McNair. Jeff Fisher, Mr. 8-8. Every year, he was always 8-8. Yeah. Somewhere around there, 7-9, 9-7. Yeah. No higher. But – that Texas team went against the stars of USC. Right. They went against Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner. Pete Carroll. Went, Pete Carroll, Lindell White was yeah. on the team. There was a lot of professional yep. football players on those two teams. Yes, there was. Well, but it but it kind of ended up being like Hollywood versus Vince Young. Like it like yep. Vince yeah. Young had he had he had a lot of help. And I was actually telling Wes that today, like uh, the 05 Texas team is one of the teams, one of the one of the college football uh, seasons I have on mine, and just phenomenal. Like everybody expected USC to repeat, you know, everybody expected at that point USC to be in that dynasty conversation. Like this was it; we, they were going to just continue just to run them off, and this is how it was going to be. And Vince Young and Mike Brown were like, not so fast. Yeah, you you haven't beat us yet. Vince Young runs to the corner of the end zone, holding the ball out. I mean, you just got to stand up. I mean, Even now today, I'll stand up. You, and you're not that. wrong. That is one of the – I will say that probably is the greatest college football championship game of all time. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. It, it had a lot. I mean, there was not a minute of that game that was not exciting. And, it, and, and, and like you all said, it was a great game. Like, well – they went back and like forth for a while. Six, seven minutes to go in the game. Texas looks like they're out, right? I mean, they they made the comeback in the last few minutes of the ball game. It was it was it was phenomenal. That is a classic. And as I said, it was one of, it was one of my four that I have listed. Yeah, solid. I don't have a particular year. Uh, I looked up more dynasties, unless we want to go with the um, an actual year. And I do have a college basketball team that comes to mind. Let's hear it. <laughs> that would be the 2011 UConn men's basketball team. Oh. Surprised you, didn't it? <laughs> <That> shocked <laughs> me. <laughs> because yeah. of who they beat. Yeah. 
I mean, when was that the year the that first, they, they, they that ran was, through the the Big East? The first that five. was the first team that it was the first team in the Big East that went five and zero in the Big East tournament to win. Uh, they ended up an eight seed, I believe. I think you're right. And Kimba Walker, six, six or eight Kimba Walker somewhere in that from the from the their first game on the Big East tournament said, "Get on my back, well, let's go." And they went straight through yeah. to the championship. Yep, uh, it was. It, I mean, I love my Wildcats. We talked about that uh, on this show once before. It's like that was the the Big East tournament where them and Syracuse went the five overtimes. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. Was that five Jerry, overtimes? Was that Kimba Walker games? versus Jerry McNamara? Was that the, it? Was it? Was that that game? Um, I, I think you're right. I think you're right because they were at one time they were going like shot for shot. Like that, that's that was absolutely one of the most insane college basketball runs. That Big I mean, East tournament, that whole tournament was great. Yes, it was. And UConn, I mean Kimba, I became a Kimba fan at that moment when he just took his team on his back. He was never any hotter. No, he scored 130 points in those five games total. Um and yeah and and then just got in the tournament and and you know <laughs> that's why it's so random they are the hottest team uh in the in the land at that point and just uh, you know took um, well I mean you look at UCLA a couple of years ago I mean they come in as the 11 seed had to play, play in game, game yep. and took all and went all the way to the final four and was a a, a three quarter court buzzer shot away from the greatest final four game I've ever seen. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the team. It's up this there. was this was the year after um, their head coach left. I think this is Jim a, Calhoun. No, this, this is, was this is no Jim Calhoun Jim, was there. For that. Jim Calhoun okay, coached. Okay, okay. Kevin, Kevin Ollie was two years later. Was for the 15. was for the 2014. No, I think that's 15. that's when okay. Kentucky and and UConn met in the finals as both eight and nine seeds or yeah, something that, like that. They were both that was old. when we were on the Harrison but, run. Uh, I, you know, it's not it's That's not what, the greatest that one we team, beat Wichita but it, State. It stands out. Yeah, I think so. in the second round, when, when the Wichita State threw Kentucky, yeah. and they're like, "Wow!" The tournament committee absolutely screwed Wichita State that year. Yeah, Kentucky shouldn't have been an eight seed right. that year. They were better than that. Everybody knew it. They wanted to show, okay, Wichita, here's your chance. You're thirty two and zero. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, here's your chance. So, um, I also have a college basketball team, but I won't get there yet. I'm going to go with another college football team. Uh, I'm going to go with the 2000 and – make sure I got the date right – 2010 Auburn Tigers, also known as Cam Newton and, and company. Uh, I mean, magical run. Up until the last year of the BCS, they didn't ever really do anything relevant. They were in the national championship game last year of the BCS. Did they have Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown? Yes. Uh, no. Oh, no? That was Travis Dwyer, Dyer, that ended okay. up going to Louisville. He got ran out of everywhere. They had uh, Fairly, Farley on their line, yeah, defensive line. Uh, they basically had a bunch of nobodies and Cam Newton. And in college, it's all about, you know. Is that the game that they that they beat Alabama with the kickoff return at the end of the game? No. Okay. That was later. That was when they went to the BCS, that, the last BCS okay. championship. But Cam Newton, just a special player. Obviously, he got paid to be at Auburn. It paid off for Gene Chizik. Who won a national title? He got fired shortly after. It's phenomenal on TV, though. Gene Chizik's phenomenal on TV. Side note: Has any of y'all ever seen the video of Gene Chizik landing in Auburn, Alabama? 
No. Okay. You need to go look it up because there's just like one, you know, one fan there with his camera and is booing Gene Chizik off the runway. <laughs> like the only person there and he's telling Gene Chizik that he sucks. And he did, and he did suck. <laughs> but he brought he paid Cam Newton more money than Mississippi State and they got a national championship out of it. Yeah. So, uh but that was a, I mean just a special year. Cam Newton was a special college player. Um Kind of lost his mind in the NFL. But. I think he stuck his finger in a light socket. Because you could tell by his hair. Um, when, when they got destroyed by the Broncos in the Super Bowl, he was never the same. Right. When he didn't dive on the fumble and got a lot of criticism for it, he just never recovered. Yep. Yep. I mean, he went to New England, and if Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel can't fix you, you probably can't be fixed. Right. Josh McDaniel won with Tim Tebow. He did. <laughs> and... Cam got beat out by Mac Jones. Technically, he didn't. He drafted John uh, Tebow, but Tebow actually succeeded under the next coach, John Fox. John Fox was John Fox the coach when they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, because uh, uh, what's his face was only the coach for the one year, and he never used Tebow. Hmm. Yep. So, 2010 Auburn Tigers. I think that was a fantastic well. I mean, I mean, I would love. To talk about the 2006 or 2008 Gator run here. But, like, the one that really, like, not, if we're not doing the, the Texas one, man, the 2000, I think it was 2001, when Ohio State knocked off the yeah, mighty Miami, Miami Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Like, Miami Hurricanes. Well, that was, were, the, like, you, you, you thought Miami was poised to be another dynasty. Like, they, like, you thought the yeah. U was back. Yeah. Like, right. Willis McGahee steal the grossest oh, the, injury. The, the nastiest the replay yeah. I've ever oh, seen. And they, and they just kept showing it. I'm like, what are you doing? different <laughs> angles. Yeah. Like, Maybe you didn't see it this way. <laughs> but, I mean, that was Bobby Carpenter and, a, you know, like all three of their linebackers were. Maurice Claret. Yeah. As a true freshman. Troy yeah. Smith. Yeah. All, all three of their linebackers were first-round draft picks and were all, you know, all pro guys. Yeah. Uh, which coincidentally, you know, Bobby Carpenter was talking about the other day. Is like they don't run three linebacker sets anymore in, in college football. You can't. You got to be fast. Yeah. But I didn't really care for either one of those teams. I was actually rooting for Ohio State that year because I'm not a Miami fan. But that was a great football game. Ohio State wasn't supposed to win. Right. And boy, they just hung with them and stayed in there. That went to overtime, right? I think so. But the game changed when McGahey got hurt. When he got hurt, was Ken Dorsey the quarterback? Yes, he was. And yes. Jeremy Shockey was the tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there was a lot of pros. On, I mean, Ed Reed was on that team, right? Yes, no, sir. no, no, no. He was the Ed Reed was gone, right? He was the first run of. Was that Vilma? Was Vilma on there, John Vilma? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot, lot of star power in yeah. that game. And everybody at that point thought Willis McGee, or not Willis McGee, that Maurice Claret was on his way to being Heisman Trophy winner and NFL first round, and he kind of fizzled out. Yeah, well, because he tried to go to the draft after freshman year, which right. is not allowed in the NFL. Yeah. And he and just set out a year. He and sat then, out yeah. and got fat. Yeah. yeah. He was, he's on the all fizzle out team with yeah. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> but that was. A, and Dramar, Dram, what, Ramarcus Dressel. Yeah. Ramarcus Dressel. Ramarcus Dressel. But that was, I, I looked at them the other day too, and I was like, man, what a great run. Yeah. 
I mean, because that game was so good. I mean, because because uh, the Ohio State had kind of been out of the national picture for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that was, was Tressel's first title, right? Yes. Yes. He had he had just and he didn't hang around much. He got caught for cheating, um, which would be allowed. It would be allowed nowadays. nowadays. Uh, it would. It would. Uh, all these coaches that we got should, in trouble. We should go back one night and do a show on all the coaches that got in trouble. That wouldn't be in trouble. That wouldn't be in trouble now. And so look, why can't we do that? Because. If you all haven't seen, the NCAA came out this week and said, okay, we're reinstalling all of our old guidelines, and if you've used boosters, we're going to punish you. How can you do that? You can't. You can't do that. After you said, okay, go for it, and now you're saying, wait, 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 wait. wait. I don't think that's what it says. What do you mean if you've used boosters? I thought the whole point was that the colleges couldn't do this. I thought it was all supposed to be done by the boosters. I think they said that they understand – what is happening, and they don't uh, they they don't want the boosters to be doing anything. So anything that's happened up to May 9th, they're basically just saying it happened, whatever. But we're going back to the old guidelines and everything after May 9th. And, how, and, how can and you to, go back though to the old guidelines after a year? I agree with that. Of running free, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, how, I mean the NCAA is a joke. It is oh, a joke. No Greg doubt. Sankey is going to take over the NCAA. I think he is too. And it's not going to be the NCAA anymore. It's yeah. going to be just Division One or something. I, I think you're going to see the Super Conference yeah, that they've but, been talking about for years. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. They're going to, so you're, which, you're going to have these which teams one of the Power break. Five gets left out? Because it's only going to be four. I think they're going to merge. I think they're going to kind of just kind of consolidate. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten already did that, right? Didn't they partner together with their schedules? Yes. So then there you go. Yeah. And the Pac-12 is the one that needs to the help. They are the right, one that right. will it's be not the Big out. Ten. The Big Ten is getting major I mean, money. Oregon, I think Oregon is at the top yeah, of that because of their just, money. I, I think, think it's just going to be you a, think about it, I think it's just going to be a football thing. If Oklahoma and Texas is gone, the Big 12 will be left out because USC and Oregon have enough power right. to eliminate the Big 12. That, that's my point. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that when Oklahoma and Texas leave the Big 12, you're going to lose all these programs because they replaced them with UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, I think. And Houston. And Houston. You know, the problem there started when they let – So does that kill the AAC? Or is that well, the AAC thing? just poached from a lower conference to refill their spots. The downfall of the Big 12 happened – whenever they lost Missouri and Nebraska to begin with. But when they let Texas have their own network. So the Big 12, I think, has their own network now. But but Texas is still having it. Like, Texas is, is, is the cash cow in the Big 12. And you're going to let, like, no. Like, that's – whenever Texas started talking about having their own Longhorn network – is when the Big Twelve should have said, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna just have Big Twelve Network. So and qu- you can be a part of that. Question: Who's in the Big Twelve? Is TCU? Yes. And t- okay, so Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. So here's Oklahoma here's. State. Do you think that West they, Virginia? You know, because they're you know yeah, so they're close the to the right. central. Don't get me so started. Do, on that. So here's here's a question for you. Then is do they merge? I mean. Do they merge these to make a Super Four conferences, or do they cherry pick these teams? Because why would you want TCU in the Super Four? 
you know, if it's going to be, let's just say it's called the Super Four, why would you want TCU in the Super Four? Well, and if you're doing that, you look at the Pac-12, there's only four teams you want out of that too. USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Utah. Who else do you want out of that? Washington's not existent now. I mean, I Stanford, though, was not. Nah, I mean, they, they, have, they, they are so loyal to that coach, it is crazy. They haven't been worth a crap in years. Christian McCaffrey is still paying that man's paycheck. No doubt. I mean, Andrew Luck and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So. And Luck was a hardball guy. But Shaw was a hardball guy. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty at Stanford. Come to Stanford where we're loyal. So. And then my question is, where's Notre Dame? They're independent. And that goes back to the cherry picking. Go. They might as well be ACC, though. Well, I've said all along that if the ACC commissioner needs to tell him, you're either in or you're out. Well, the ACC told him when they joined for basketball, they said, "This, you're not going to do that and then be independent football. Yeah. You've got to play at least five ACC games in football to be accepted in basketball. Yeah. So that's what they do. So if you're, I think the whole independent thing ought to be gone anyways. That's stupid. There ain't that many independent teams left. Especially if BYU is going to go to the Big Twelve. I mean, this is really just a football issue because I think football's driving every business. Football drives it all. They they pay everybody's salaries, but basketball there's 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 more spread out in basketball. I mean, we said last week that we can tell you. Four of these seven or eight teams that start the season in the top seven are going to be in the playoffs, college football playoffs, right now. There's not going to be anybody that sneaks in. Right. The only team I think that sneak in would be Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I really like their I coach. I know you do. You like Mel, you like Mel Tucker. T- Mel Tucker, he's a good guy. They just lost but Walker. No though. one has been able to – no one's been able to do it at Michigan State. No one. No one's been able to get them – have they been in the BCS? No. Right. They they were in the college football playoff. There was a coach named Nick Saban that used to be there. He done pretty good. Did they? Was that before the BCS? It was because he, well, he the was BCS at LSU was before the college football playoff. He was at LSU before the BCS. I mean, when the BCS took over, yeah, he was at LSU because he, he won a BCS national title at LSU. At LSU, right? Was Michigan State in the same year that Washington was in it? Uh, in the playoff, uh, I think so. I, I Michigan, Michigan State's been in the college football playoffs. Yeah, because they had that. Connor Cook. Yeah, they had Connor Cook. They had the bad defense. I mean, they had stuff so all was, across the defense. That was Clemson, Washington, Alabama, and Michigan State. That was maybe round one of, of Clemson. And, uh, but anyways, it, it doesn't really matter. So, so I'll, I'll bring up a college, college basketball run. The 1998 University of Kentucky Wildcats. It's a great team. It was a great team. <sighs> There's a lot of pros on that team. I mean, but were there? Yeah. Was that Tony Delk? No, that was 96. Antoine Walker? That's 96. No, yeah. I'm talking about Scott Padgett. Scott Padgett. Oh, the comeback Jeff cats. Shepard. Comeback, yeah. Wayne Turner. Wayne Turner. There really weren't a lot of pros on that team. Yeah. And um, who'd they beat on the um, run? Let's see. I think they beat. Uh, Do you Duke. remember? Oh, no. oh, wait. You don't no, remember that wait. one? It was Duke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I think you. <laughs> All I remember of that whole, like, I remember some, but one of the, the most vivid memory is Scott Pageant hitting that three. Yeah. 
and then turn it around with all ex- and Jarrett Prickett was back for like his fourteenth year. Yeah, that's right. Jared Prickett was forever. Like Jared Prickett. I hate Tennessee with <laughs> everything inside of me. I'm pretty sure he was forty two when he retired. Ron Slay was at Tennessee for the same amount of time that Jarrett Prickett was at Kentucky. Yeah. Jared, like every year in the nineties, Jarrett Prickett was on the roster. I'm like, how does this guy still have eligibility? <laughs> yeah. But they're the comeback cats. It's it's Tubby's first year. Uh, you know, say what you want to. Patino took the opportunity to leave the Celtics because there was nothing coming down the pipeline. All right, Rick Patino might have been a better. He, there was no might. He was a better recruiter than Tubby Smith. Rick Patino would have never won the national championship with those guys because they didn't play the style of basketball that that it took to win the national title. Right. Um. But and and they came back in almost every. Barring game. the Arizona Wildcats, should have been three P. It, it 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 could have very well been three in a row there. Right. You know, and if Derek if Derek Anderson, if right? he played Derek, if Anderson, Derek Anderson play. plays that night, Kentucky wins three consecutive national championships. He's worried about well, if he plays that night, Patino may not go to the Boston Celtics. I don't know, but he did. You know, then he, you know, had Italian sausage at the Italian restaurant there and got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't guess he had it. He gave it. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> we <laughs> we're falling off the rest. You, know, you like how I group you all in with this, and anytime it's me that falls off the rails, I'm like, we're falling off the rails. Put me back on. But they came back almost every game of the tournament. Uh, you know, comeback cats. The Duke-Kentucky game is a classic, I mean, you know, as most Duke-Kentucky games turn out to be. Um, well, they used to be. Now it's a blowout one way or the other. I mean, this year was pretty this, close. This yeah, year was, was close. What, five, seven points? Right. I think – I think it was seven or nine, right? Yeah. And and I would have liked to see them play again later in the year because both teams got better until a point, and then Kentucky got worse. Um, but it's just it, it was just a special run, and you know we yes they're they they are one of the one of the blue blood programs, um, but that's a run they weren't expected to go on because just lost their Hall of Fame head coach coming off two back to back Final Four or. Two back-to-back national championship appearances probably shouldn't have been there, and there they were winning the national championship. So, I, I when I when I think of college basketball runs, that's if I don't think of UConn, uh, or you know I don't think of the running Rebels, and then the Duke run the next year. Like those two are pretty iconic. Uh, you got the Chris Weber time, but man, if he did what they call the timeout, they'd have won. You yeah. put you put Michigan in there, but um, they were still down. Doesn't mean they would have. Hit a shot and won. Right, Chris Webber unfairly takes a lot of criticism for that. When you can clearly see everybody on the bench that's going time out, time out. <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah, Eric Montrose, he sucks. Um, but the '98 comeback cats. There are so many great runs across the the history of sports in themselves. I mean, one that we hadn't talked about is the 04 Boston Red Sox. First team in all professional sports to be down 3-0 in the ALCS and yeah. come back and win. Yeah. I mean, what about the Braves last year? Did they do anything spectacular? Well, they won the World Series. Oh. No. But they ended how many, how, how many games were they out of first place at the at the uh, trade deadline? It was double digits. Yeah. And they, went, they entered the playoffs with the worst record. Right. They only had 85 wins, I think. Yeah. And, and really went on an improbable run. Right. I mean, it just—it's it, kind of crazy. You—you you think about, you know, you think about the Marlins winning those two, but they bought both of those World Series 
the Diamondbacks was a was a and it was an interesting run that year. I would argue the the Marlins' first World Series they didn't. Oh, they bought them both, a hundred percent. They bought them both. You think so? A hundred. You can go back and look at it. They 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 bought both of them. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, neither one of those were homegrown because the minute they won the World Series, they dumped everybody in '97 and then, or whatever year it was, the first I think it was '97, and then then they turn around and come back and they 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 loaded it up again. Well, that was within ten years of them. It was within uh, four or five years. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it was. The second was not wasn't very Wills, long. Right? He was the main pitcher. Yeah. Josh Beckett was on the '97 team. Yeah, right. Luis Gonzalez was he on? And then '97 yeah. was when Angel Hernandez had that game where Levon Hernandez was the the Levon pitcher, Hernandez. and he couldn't hit of the broad side of the barn with a base uh, with a baseball, but Angel Hernandez was ringing them Braves players up one right after another, and they I mean they they wound up losing that series, and the and the Marlins go on to win the World Series that year. Um, Cleveland Indians run in 96. I think they won that. Well, I think it was 96 that they won. Um, of course, you, then you think about the run that the Yankees had with the Derek Jeter and all them late 90s, early 2000s. Well, and I mean, you talk about, uh, we were, you know, you move on to dynasties. You, you talk about the Yankees. And from 96 to 2000, they won, they won three titles. Yeah. And uh, at that point, if you weren't a Yankees fan, you absolutely hated the Yankees. Well, and, yeah. and the thing about it is they won three, but it felt like that they'd won 100. Yeah. Because they were there every year. Yeah. And, I mean, but you think, like, you had Derek Jeter, and then you had Tino Martinez, and you had Paul O'Neill, and you had Bernie Williams, and Chuck Knobloch ended up being on. Like, that was before they spent the money and went and got Roger Clemens and Alex Rodriguez yeah. and Gary Sheffield. Like, um, and, and the core of that team was all farm guys. Yes. Jeter, Rivera, um, who was, uh, oh, man, who was the catcher? Uh, Jorge Jorge Posada. Posada. yeah, um, George Posada. Yeah, I mean they were all. I mean the first money they spent is when they went to uh, Oakland and got Giambi. Yeah, he was he was the big uh, the big money that they spent. It was after that four years that they started spending money and kind of became the Yankees that we know today. Yeah, um, but you have. I mean, how can you talk dynasties and not talk UConn women's basketball? Right. I mean, from 99 to 04 and then 08 to 16, they've won 10 titles. That's yeah. just crazy. And, be, and before that, it was the Tennessee Vols. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's zero parity in women's college basketball. There's not much in men's. Oh, man. I mean, did, we talk about we talked about the tournament. I, I remember that, that one night that I don't remember. I think it, I want to say it was Oklahoma and Notre Dame. But see, like their first two rounds is all home games, and Oklahoma was like the four seed, and Notre Dame was the five seed, I think. And Notre Dame goes in, and they beat them by fifty or sixty points on the road. Yeah, and it's like, like how does that happen? Right. It's just like last night. How does a John Morantless Grizzlies team? Beat the Warriors by fifty points. Right. Well, they won by thirty nine, but they's up by fifty five. Ran them out of gym. Yeah, I mean, it, was it was never a game. a game. Now the whole second half of the game, they pulled the starters. I mean, they come out at halftime down forty something points. They didn't even try to come back. He's like, all right, we'll pack it up and try right. try again at home. But but I mean, so UConn women, what they? I mean, of course, it looks impressive, and it is impressive to win that many national titles. Yeah. 
But they won like so many games in a row too. They're yeah. like a hundred eleven. Hundred and eleven, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just Brianna Stewart was the they went like was the uh, MVP all four years she was there, she was the MVP of the finals all four years. Yeah, like they they, they went like three seasons and didn't lose a game. Like right. something just ridiculous. Not one off night in hundred and eleven games. Right. Like how does that even happen? I, and, I, and and to be honest with you, I don't know that they were challenged within ten points many that's times. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because it was Gino or Emma show up at the gym. It's like, oh, well, then we're not going to try it anymore. Um, I, mean, I think Notre Dame's the one that broke the streak, wasn't it? Maybe. Was Notre, it wasn't it a buzzer beater? It could have been. I think that's been. right. And uh, like Notre Dame men's was the, the team that broke the UCLA win streak. So, but I was telling Wes today, talking about dynasties, I don't think you can talk dynasties and not mention Alabama football. Uh, and it's the Nick Saban Alabama football. And I know it. And that's you know, why I didn't mention him, because it's a given. Well, and I'm, since 09, 09 to present, he's won six national titles and, and been in the college football playoff every year since I mean, it started. He's won six and probably should have nine. And I told Wes today, and I think he kind of disagreed with me, and that's okay. He can be wrong. But um, I think what we're seeing Nick Saban do at Alabama. And the dynasty that we like, the way that sports are headed, this NIL stuff, and where it's gonna—I don't know that we'll ever see that again. You'll have some teams that'll get hot and might, you know, compete for a couple years. If Clemson doesn't come back, you could kind of say that they were part of that. Like, you know, were they the real deal, or did did Dabo just luck up on some recruits and with Deshaun Watson, <laughs> right, and then fall down with Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, like so. I think what Nick Saban's doing at Alabama now makes it even that much more impressive. And it's part of the reason why he's one of the biggest guys that's against this NIL stuff. He doesn't want, like, because it takes his advantage away. Because now I'm having to play, I'm having to pay for these players that before I just showed up and they were like, oh, we won't go that guy. Because you were getting a chance to play for a national championship or two, you're three or four years at Alabama. Well, up until this year, it was Alabama that had six or seven guys drafted in the first round yeah. every year. And this year it was Georgia. Right. And, I mean, the way this NIL is headed in the, in, in, the, in the football field, seven might be a big number for, for teams that can actually compete. USC is going to compete. I don't know that they're going to compete this year, but I think they're going to be a surprise. They're preseason ranked 37. They're going to be in the top ten by the end of the season. That, that, that's going to happen. But, it, you know, you're Alabama, you're Georgia. We got to wait and see what Clemson's going to do. USC, Ohio State. Here's the unfortunate part about Clemson, and I'll, then I'll let you say what you're going to say, is if Clemson's average this year, they're going to want to run Dabo out of town. And that's that's not – like, what were you prior to Dabo? Yep. Like, Dabo did Bottom feeders. Right. Like, how good were you with Terry Bowden? Let's be honest. Because that's the NIL world, right? Yeah. What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? And we all agree that winning is the ultimate recruiter. If you you can win, you don't need to recruit much. Yep. And Nick Saban, every recruit he's had at Alabama has won a national title. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Since 2009, every recruit he's recruited has won a national title. Well, Damian Harris – 
wanted to come to UK. But he went to Alabama because he knew he could win a national title and he would get more recognition and ultimately led to a career in the NFL. I will say, and, and then he thought Alabama would develop him better than Kentucky's doing better at developing players as there there are a lot there are a lot of colleges that are coming up that are doing better but I don't know that they still will develop players like your Alabama Kentucky is becoming a football school over a basketball school right now they'll never buy into it but I I agree with you but the school will never because we have the school might not but the production is speaking for itself but you also have a fan base that's happy with six and six we they like these ten win seasons But as long as we're going six and six into the Music City Bowl, I mean, how, how many bowls has he been to in a row? Five I, now. I mean, Wes, you're the biggest UK fan probably at the table. Yes. October comes around. It don't matter what that UK football record is, because as soon as Big Blue Madness starts, that attendance starts going down. Uh, that's absolutely the truth. Now, I mean, it's it's changed the last couple of years since we've gone ten and three for two straight years. Um, it's changed a little bit that the you know you get to October and it you're still watching football. You get to November, you're still watching football, but then if Kentucky is winning uh, a few games, maybe only lost, you know, one or two in one of the early, you know, Champions Classic or the uh, versus Duke or uh, you know, it's still it used to just completely switch. Now it's starting to wean itself towards basketball. Off of football, but I mean, if it, it continues the way it is now, you're right. It's going to, they're going to wait until the season's over to pay attention to basketball. Um, unless there's some, especially story, because we're not when the Will Levis wins the Heisman this year Absolutely. and gets drafted by the Pirates. Right, because he doesn't throw screen passes <laughs> and he has an 83 rating uh, are, of ru- uh, rushing as a quarterback. Uh, we are in the back room studios right now. Whatever amount of money you all want to put on it, that Will Levis is a Heisman winner I'll, and Will Levis is a pick by the Packers. I, I'll, let's double up, right? I'll now. go pick for the Packers. He ain't winning the Heisman. Not even close. He won't be in the top five. I know that. I'm just picking on you. But I do think, and, and I told Wes this, since we brought up Will Levis and it's your favorite topic, I do think that Will Levis – is going to have at, at least as good a year he, as he did this year. That makes him a first-round draft pick next year. He's going to go in the 20 to 32 range. Who Who's going to pick in the 20 to 32 range? The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his ACL. Jordan Love's going to guide us to three. You know that. We're letting Bryce Young. Let's, let's bring up the clip from last week. Last week. Jordan Love is not the guy. He's, He's not the answer. terrible. That's what I said. No, he We're said lead us to a three and thirteen record, and we draft Bryce Young. That's what I said. <laughs> You're right. I talked over top of you. Right, <laughs> three and thirteen. Bryce Young's coming home. Barring that not happening, they're going to pick in the twenty to thirty-two range. If they're convinced that Jordan Love isn't the guy, Will Levis is going to be sitting there. I don't think he will. You think he goes before then? Yep. Wow. I don't. I don't think he should go before. Well, according, that. according, according to CBS Sports, the Texans are going to take him number one. Do you That's think that happening. he goes before that because his attributes match what Josh Allen was coming out? <laughs> no. You, no, you, no, you, 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 you can't say that. You can't say that. For those unaware. Wes tried to compare Josh Allen and Will Levis earlier in the week in our group chat. 
It's not a horrible comparison. Josh Thomas Allen is a not. top three NFL quarterback. Now, you, he right wasn't. Now. He but he wasn't. sucked his first two years. Was horrible. And you can't. You, <laughs> he you was going to us. College. He had no receivers. College stats are comparable. He was extremely inaccurate the first two years until they fixed him. They Stephon Diggs is not a fix. Yeah, but he was better. Before Diggs got there, yeah, he went. He the the first like, year, he like went, he broke out the first year that Diggs got there, but he was already better because Cole the, Beasley was there. What because of the coach? Yeah, because of the coach. Yeah. I, I Dable 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 being gone might hurt him a little bit, which is why I like my my I my trade for Jones. <laughs> In our dynasty league, I traded Daniel Jones for Matt Ryan. Yeah, I kind of like Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, and I love him. Frank Wright's a genius, and, and, and I and I got uh, uh, McBride out of that deal too. <laughs> yeah, my second round rookie pick. Yeah, because yeah. I said uh, second round rookie's not going to be better than Matt Ryan. <laughs> but to follow up on this, Will Levis, so we can put it up in. Are you picking? Go ahead. Okay, I'm listening. To follow. <laughs> To follow up, to to, to, to double down, we're, we're, we're putting money down. When Will Levis is drafted by the Green Bay Packers, I will buy us, I'm looking at you, Adam Muncy, us matching Will Levis Green Bay Packers jerseys. Hey, and the minute he steps foot on the platform, I'm the biggest Will Levis supporter you've ever seen. <laughs> and you talk, you're talking about how great he was. I, I, he I'm was always, so good. I, always know, I, I would compare him to Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like a young Josh Allen. <laughs> he's got all the tools, the size, the mechanics. <laughs> so you think Levis is gone before? So after the, after the first year, when Levis is a little rough, you're going to be like, just give it time. About three Josh years. Allen wasn't that good his first couple of years. <laughs> the cream always rises the to cream. the top. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. Oh my gosh! I mean, because I mean, I told you all last week with Aaron Rodgers, if he was not the Packers' quarterback, I'd hate his guts. Right? He's a terrible human being. Right? But I mean, Will Levis. Will Levis, he does have all the tools to be great. He does. He, he does. And you know the biggest thing he has is he has a chip on his shoulder. Yep. Because of things like you said, they have him rated the number seven or eight quarterback in the SEC and something. I'm like, how are you going to have a guy that some places, are, CBS Sports are projecting to be the number one pick, which is absurd. He's not going over Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. It's not happening. I don't think he goes over the uh, Van Dyke kid from Miami either. I don't either. And – and you he doesn't all, need to. I mean, he needs to go to a place like Green Bay. He needs I mean, to go 20 to 20, 20, he, 20 to 32. To be successful. Yeah. He's not the guy, I don't think, that he's the guy that can be the savior. The worst, not, the not, worst not right thing that can happen is him go to the Texans. Yeah. You know. But go, going to a place like Green Bay or going to Kansas City or going to um, – I'm trying to think of who other has like established quarterbacks that aren't going anywhere. Tampa Bay. Tampa. I mean, Tom. Tom's gonna leave. Right. Tom's leaving. Would you rather have Kyle Trask or Will Levis? Kyle Trask. It's more accurate. Fits the game plan better. But who, who's Will going to be the coach? Is it still Byron Leftwich? Because I mean, he can coach well, around not, anybody. It's not him now. 
He's offense coordinator. Yeah. We'll find out what Byron Leftwich is this year. I still am not convinced Bruce Arians wasn't called a lot of plays. To be honest, Tom Brady's called a lot of plays. Right. But I have read this week that Tom Brady, uh, it's being reported. Nobody, neither one of them have said this, that Brady and Leftwich would come in with a game plan and Bruce, Arians Bruce would either scrap it or came in with no plan. Yeah. And then they would, he's kind of like a call it, wing it kind of guy. And I think Leftwich, so it'll be interesting to see what happens offensively this year with Leftwich and Brady. But I do agree that could be a place for uh, uh, Will Levis because he's not going to have to start right away. He, he needs to go somewhere where he doesn't have to start right away. So, uh, you know, Indianapolis, if, if, if Matt Ryan's got another couple years in him, he could sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple years. Uh, That'd be a good fit. Yeah. You know. Go to Buffalo, set that, by, that offense, set by Josh Allen. Actually, that offense fits Will Levis really well. So, But Will Levis is playing with a chip on his shoulder. But, you know, Josh Allen, even though he was the seventh pick, he didn't go to a horrible franchise no. with the Bills. They had a decent team. They just couldn't hit on the quarterback. And they finally hit on the coach, hit on the O.C., and hit on the quarterback, right. and it was you know perfect storm. Yeah, and and we do all agree that he's going to get over that hump eventually. Yeah, the hump being the Kansas City. I'm, I'm just hoping that Brian Dable wasn't the whole thing there. You know, I guess we'll find out this year on that part of it. So I would be completely remiss if I did not mention this one dynasty. All right, and it's a dynasty that I figured nobody else was going to mention, which is why I'm bringing it up because I am. As you all know, if you listen very long, a wrestling god. But I know a lot about other things, too. From 82. I thought he was going with an old school guy there. <laughs> I thought he was. 1982 too. to 2012. The team that I'm about. What sport? Well, hold on. Won 21 of 40 national titles. That's pretty good. It's not of any of the main sports. Hmm. Is it the Kentucky Rifle Team? Man, they're good. <laughs> That's a dynasty. It is not the rival team, though. It is the North Carolina women's soccer team. From 1982 through 2012, they won 21 national titles. They're, Out of 30 years. There've only been yeah, there've only been 40 national titles, and they've won over half of them. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, well, I'm not a soccer guy, so I would have never looked. Well, at I knew they had won a lot. I didn't realize it was that much until I started looking this week, and I was like, my goodness, like ridiculous in any sport that you can win that many national titles. Yeah, definitely. So the UNC women's soccer team, they've fallen off. Of course, they still have the exact same head coach. It's like 77 now. They've they have kind of they don't have the same success now that they were having, but They've been to a few Final Fours, been to a couple national championship games since. But, I mean, that 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 span there of 82 to 12 is just ridiculous. Just going to give an update here just to, for a second. It is 8.07 on Thursday. And my fantasy baseball team still does not have a home run this week. We're four days into the matchup and I have no home runs. And with that being said, I just got my first one. Just a few hours ago. I have two guys going at the 10 o'clock night, uh, game. And with that being said, we're both currently getting crushed. Yeah, I'm down nothing, uh, 12 so, to nothing. So that's not good, obviously. That is not good. No. I mean, statistically, how does that even happen? I mean, Bartolo, big sexy cologne, 
stuck his bat out and 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 has hit a home run. <laughs> it went forever. Well, yeah. yeah, it changed the Padres franchise. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's insane. So Sean and I were talking this week, and I kind of gave you all a preview of what I was going to do, but. I've been looking at song lyrics lately. And the song lyrics, I just want to, like, I'm going to read them to you. Okay? So it's going to be like poetry. But I'm going to use song lyrics. I really wish we had backdrop music. I know a guy that might be able to put in some backdrop music. (laughs) Some soothing jazz. Soothing jazz. Some snaps when I'm finished. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy. Big so, Daddy knew. You're asking a lot of me. Especially with a recording on Thursday night. Well, you know, I mean, what do you do tomorrow at work? Work? Oh. So people actually work at work? Yeah. Yeah. Adam, do you work at work? Or do you nap in the Lexus? I nap. Backseat of the Lexus. Every five minutes I wake up, get in the next backseat, and just keep rolling. Nice. So... Give you a little teaser here. Oh, you're going to take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you're going to let it all hang out. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. I was just a skinny lad. Never knew no good from bad. But I knew love before I left my nursery. Left alone with big fat Fanny. She was such a naughty nanny. Hey, big woman, you made a bad boy out of me. Now I'm gonna pause there. That's pedophilia. That's 100% canceled in today's society. That's pedophilia, okay? I've been singing with my band across the water, across the land. I've seen every blue-eyed floozy on the way, but their beauty and their style went kind of smooth after a while. Take me to them naughty ladies every time. So he's a womanizer mm-hmm. who was preyed upon <laughs> as a baby. Age. At a baby. Yeah. All right. So we go, oh, won't you take me home tonight? Oh, down beside your red fire light. Hmm. Oh, you give it all you got. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. And then the big finish. Now I got mortgages and homes. I got stiffness in the bones. What bones are we talking about? Ain't no beauty queen in this local locality. That's a word I'm not familiar with. Locally, there's no beauty queens locally, so he don't know where he lives. But I still get my pleasure. Still got my greatest treasure. Hey, big woman, you're gonna make a big man out of me. Oh, you're gonna take me home tonight. Oh. Down beside that red firelight. Oh, you're gonna let it all hang out. Fat bottom girls, you make the rocket world go round. And it closes. Get on your bike and ride. So let's talk about this. This was a popular song. Sean used to 
How many Queen concerts you been to? At least 30. You have the t-shirts. People, this is a predator that this man is singing about. I told him to do this. That's a large woman. I was mowing the yard the other day, and this, when he sent that thing to us, the first thing, I don't know why on earth this song popped in my head, but I, I, I put it on my my iPod and was listening, or phone while I was mowing the yard, and then I texted him, I was like, your first song should be Fat Bottom Girl by Queen. But it's just, it would get cancel culture. 100%. It's a song about a pedophile. And it is one of the most popular songs they ever had. He was in his nursery. By the time you said the second line, I was over here singing along. I mean, I knew the song. But I knew love before I left my nursery. You have you all have several kids. They're not very old when they leave the nursery. In the hospital, they're like three days. <laughs> We're singing a song about a pedophile. And everybody's like jamming out, like, ow! The fat bottom girl. Nobody listens to the words. I know. <laughs> Not one. This time. is my public service announcement. Call me the right to censor. <laughs> I am I am the good father, okay? Right to censor. I'm over here singing about a fat pedophilia nanny taking advantage of a young boy. And people are okay with that. What a what a what a side turn this show took. Yeah. Took a hard ride down. Bad news. Yeah, I I don't know how this new segment's gonna go. <laughs> well, just wait till next week's song. You know that one could say that this took a turn down Bad Street. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. <laughs> I don't think you have to go the whole song. No, just that part. No, I mean, like, on the on your song. I don't think you have to do the whole know. thing. I don't know. It kept getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got stiffness in his bones. <laughs> well, he's older, though. So, you yeah, know. But it all started in the nursery. He <laughs> <sighs> wasn't being preyed upon as a baby. So. <laughs> Maybe that's why he killed a man. How about them Braves? <laughs> How are they doing? Not very well. No. I don't know where to go after that. So, Adam's a West Virginia fan. We're an hour and a half in. And the West Virginia fan. Perfect time to bring up West Virginia fan, hour and a half in. Right, because we've already lost people at this point. Pat White. He's been a topic of conversation for a couple weeks now. He's the GOAT. We agree, and I kind of agree. Sean agreed with you, and I agreed with you all. Pat White would be a top five draft pick this year. He was he was way ahead of his you, time. You said last week he was ahead of his time. When I saw that highlight reel today, I was like, man, I really forgot how he was. He was so fast. When he played college ball, the NFL had not adapted to his they style. They had not yet. changed that way. Yep. Yeah. You, you see uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Drew Brees to a certain extent, Tom Brady. When did he play? 06. 05 to 09, I think, yeah, was his. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was still yeah, pocket passer. I was going to say, yep. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I didn't realize it was Matt that Ryan long ago when he played it. Are going to be the last of the pocket yeah. pass quarterbacks. I don't I don't even know if the Wildcat had came out yet in Miami when he was drafted. Probably not. 
because one of Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams that kind of started uh-huh. the whole Wildcat thing. Yep. They they went that that was the one year that was the year that uh, Tony Sperano was uh, coach. Tony Sperano was coach. That was the year that uh, Tom Brady got hurt. Yep. They won the AFC East by running the Wildcat. Those two guys in fantasy football were must-haves. Speaking of Ricky Williams, I came across a TikTok the other day that talked about the trade that the Saints made to pick up Ricky Williams. <laughs> and he said he wouldn't do it. Yeah. R- Ricky Williams said, I wouldn't have gave all that up for me. Yeah. They gave up a first, a third, a fourth, a fifth, the a sixth, draft. a seventh in 99. Their first and third in 2000. They literally gave their whole draft in 1999. For Ricky Williams. Yes. For a guy that didn't stay on New Orleans very long. Because him and Mike Dicka couldn't get along. He just wanted to smoke dope. Well, I th- Which is probably why him and I Mike think, Dicka couldn't get along. I think Mike Ditka thought that he was going to be uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, style type draft. You know, Jimmy Johnson was ahead of his, you know, time when it come to the the grading talent and and uh draft picks and stuff like that. So are we gonna do a I mean we're you know we're quite a ways into it. Do we You wanna do a, you wanna do a Willow Choices or you want you want you wanna save it? Let's just save it. Do we have any other dynasties we wanna throw out there? I don't think so. I mean I mean, we've talked on all the major ones. I mean, the yeah. Golden State Warriors, uh, I think. Would Miami Heat be considered one? I mean, I think LeBron James would be considered one. Right. Nine straight finals appearances. Right. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James, that's all you have to say right. his name because it was the Cavs, the Heat, and the, Lakers. and the Lakers. Yeah. So, just LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, he's missed. When did he go to the Heat? It was around 2009, 10 area. So let's say 10. So in 12 years, he's missed the NBA playoffs twice. And that was when he was his, his first and this year with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a LeBron James guy. Statistically. Well, they missed last year with the Lakers, too. Uh, last year, they made it. It was the Suns that put them out, right? The finals. Or are you talking about no, the finals? No, 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 he missed the playoffs. playoffs. Oh, the playoffs, yeah. Statistically, he's going to go down as the greatest player of all time. Because he's going to be the scoring, he's going to he's going to set the scoring record. He's going to finish probably third in assist. Um, he'll finish pretty high up in rebound. Like he's going to finish pretty high up on, on a lot of categories. Statistically, he will be the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, statistically. But he's never going to be over the top of Michael Jordan. But I think that's what he wants. Like I think that's what he wants. He's he's an he's accolade a, guy. He yeah, wants, he's a stat oh, guy. He's a thousand. The reason he's he almost won the scoring title this year is because he knows he is within reach of uh, Kareem's yep. record. He's not going to stop. I don't think until he can win a scoring title. He's going to be like Emmett Smith was at the end of his career. How he just kept going, kept going yeah. until he, he got the rush. Because he wanted to break Walter Payton's record. Yeah. I mean. Here's my thing, and, and we'll close with this: is his goal is to play with Bronny. Was it two years? Bronny will be a senior coming into his senior year, so they've changed the rule where you can come out of high school, right? Uh, I think you still got to go G League. Do you? Okay. So Bronny's two, like you said, he's twenty twenty four. Bronny probably goes to college. I would think he goes to college. So now that you can get paid, he'll probably go to college. Um, who's going to want to take on? Almost forty-year-old LeBron James. He's gonna he's gonna force some team 
to draft his son, and we're not sure that he's going to be that great of an NBA player. Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you think he finishes his career in Cleveland? I can see it. I think it's New York. I think it, I I lean New York too. I think would Michael NBA. Jordan do something like that in Chicago? No. There, there's a lot of things LeBron's done that Michael Jordan wouldn't even think about. Doing. There's a lot of things LeBron James has done that Kobe wouldn't think. How about quickly him. does LeBron James try to buy uh, buy a, a basketball team when he's done? He is there a rule that you can't own a team while you're still playing? Well, Come there on. is in the NFL. That's what happened with Tom Brady. I could see him wanting to do that too. I, I can see where he'll be like, "I'm going to buy the team, I'm going to coach the team, and I'm going to play." I could like Le- LeBron James is that kind of guy. Because he likes all the attention. Yeah. He likes every bit of it on him, all the folks on him, until they lose. Or Which it doesn't is, work. So, you have three superstars on that Lakers team right now. Russ with an enormous contract. AD with a stupid contract. And, and, Le- and LeBron James. Street clothes, as Charles okay. Barkley calls him. Here's the funny thing about him, though. Like, the criticism is that he doesn't work in the offseason. They're, they're, they're like, you need to get healthy. Get in shape. Right. That's the criticism on Anthony Davis now is that he's not a worker in the offseason. Well, whoever thought in in management thought that Russ and LeBron were going to work. It was LeBron. It was LeBron. LeBron's calling all these shots. Well, LeBron's a ball-dominant player. Yep. Russ is a ball-dominant player. Yeah. LeBron, Russ may tell you that, yeah, I can play off the ball. He can't play off yeah. the ball. LeBron makes all these calls until it goes wrong, and then he's like, well, I don't make those calls. LeBron can – and here's what he doesn't want – he can play off the ball. Le- LeBron doesn't have to have the ball in his but hands. But he don't want to. He doesn't want to. Le- LeBron single-handedly has destroyed the Lakers organization for the next 10 years. Because they've got rid of everything. You know, Kobe's last contract with the Lakers was bad. Mm-hmm. LeBron's is worse. Yeah. I mean, LeBron was all about him getting his guys. They brought Carmelo Anthony in, who has no business being on that team. He has no business being in the league. No. And he's year, and I hate that because Carmelo was fantastic. Oh, I love Carmelo, and he was too loyal to the New York Knicks. Yep, because they gave him his first big contract. Mm-hmm. He was too loyal to the Knicks. Had he left the Knicks, he probably has a championship by now. But I could see, I could see LeBron start in Cleveland, go to Miami, come back to Cleveland, go to L.A. New York's the next place. Yeah, and the Knicks are dumb enough to take him on because LeBron's about his brand, yeah. right? Where else you've done it on the West Coast, come to New York, do it on the East Coast. And the NBA will set it up like that. Yeah. There's not it's not chance that these teams that win the lottery win the lottery. One hundred percent. I saw a video the other day called the Frozen Envelope in the uh in the eighty five draft when the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. Back then the seven worst teams all got their name put into a thing. And the commissioner would reach in and pull them out one at a time. Rumor has it that the Knicks envelope, that's where they wanted Patrick Ewing to go, that the Knicks envelope was frozen. So when he stuck his hand in there and felt the cold envelope, he knew which one to pull out to make sure that the Knicks got the number one pick. Well, it's not by chance that a kid from Cleveland goes is entering the draft he's supposed to be the next big thing and the Cleveland Cavaliers end up with the number one pick well here's the thing if you want to do it the right way show the ping pong balls on TV let everybody see it right 
Let everybody see. Have every every team have their logo on the ping pong ball and do it live on TV, be- and then go. Okay, number fourteen pick. Because Done. money drives everything. Yep. 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 You're right. You're right. Is that a show topic? Is that the show title? Money drives everything. Maybe. It could I mean, because be. that, I mean, that's how all these dynasties, yeah. especially in pro sports, happen. Yeah. Money drives everything. It's a good way to end it. Adam, Wes, thanks for joining us again. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime, Sean. Anytime, Sean. <laughs> Call the senior citizens home and let Debbie know. You know, Sonny. I'm coming for my jello. <laughs> Have the jello ready. Stay <laughs> off my yard. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, friends.